What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We are on episode 3-0, episode 30. Holy jumping, we're uh, flying through these episodes. It's getting outrageous. Already on episode 30. Hell of a hell of a week. Uh, last weekend was uh, really busy with the wrestling. There was UFC. Uh, Ring of Honor had a pay-per-view, so last weekend was really busy. I am desperate for a, a slowdown and so I can catch up and stuff. That would be great. Uh, there's supposed to be a... What the fuck do you call it? Tribute to the troops or whatever is supposed to be this weekend. More than likely, I'm not going to be doing a separate review for that. More than likely, just going to be adding it into next week's recap. Or I'm not going to be doing it at all because the show is like... It's really nice and everything, but the show itself is generally like not not very. I don't I don't usually like them all that much. I don't know if I'm going to be watching it 100% or not this weekend. If I, if I have the time for it, I will definitely watch it. But there is that, so just letting you know. And uh, yeah, we're just gonna get in. Make sure you go back and check out the previous episode. I did my review of NXT Deadline. I thought uh, I thought it was I was it was a good time. You should go over there and check out the review. Fairly quick review. It's like 25 minutes or so. So yeah, it doesn't take too long to get through that. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Hope you guys had a good week. You are here. You finally made it, everybody. Welcome to the weekend. Welcome to the WrestleCast. This is your re- your uh, weekly recap. I go through all the shows of WWE and AEW, or at least the main shows anyway. And if there's major pay-per-views for either of those companies, I will review those on a separate episode. So if you if you miss a show or two, or if you just want to keep your uh, in the loop with what's going on in wrestling, this is what this podcast is here to do, to try and keep you in the loop keep you updated and then i just like to talk about maybe where storylines are going how i'm liking storylines and all that great stuff so it's very you know we're gonna we're gonna nerd out on wrestling right here i don't read dirt sheets so i don't like to read on rumors or anything like that so i'm just going on my gut feelings i just like to watch and just just try and predict myself i don't like people who have the alleged inside information and i I would say at least over 50 percent of the time if i ever do read that kind of stuff it's generally wrong incorrect so i stay away from all that stuff I, I stay away from all those kind of YouTube channels because, well, I like those YouTube channels. I would like to watch them, but they, they throw out way too many major spoilers, and I don't always get to watch everything live as it happens. I work nights, so that doesn't always line up, and I don't like spoilers, man. I absolutely hate spoilers, and, and I'm not going to name these YouTube channels, but they love, love to put in... You know, the guy who won the championship or something in their thumbnail, and then that shows up right on my YouTube homepage, and then I get pissed off and it ruins the whole pay-per-view, because now I know what's going to happen. So, yeah, if uh, if you're one of those persons, do not do that. Don't be a dickhead. You're Not everybody gets to watch things live. So, try to respect others who uh, have a different style of lives and have to not watch things live. So, uh, there you go. A little rant to kick off... <laughs> The, the 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 recap but let's get into it let's start off with monday night raw start uh, we are in milwaukee that's that's cool it's probably cold there kicking off the show with bailey with damage control she is going up against alexa bliss this is a number one contenders match for the women or the raw women's championship becky lynch attacks io and dakota chasing them out of the arena so it makes the it makes it more of a fair fight Bailey is freaking out. She just lost all of her backup, so that's funny. Bianca comes out to watch. Bliss hits a senton on the outside to Bailey. Cool Alabama slam-like move by Bailey, slamming Bliss into the corner. I thought that was pretty wicked. 
Bliss kicks out of the Bailey to Belly. Bailey gets frustrated, rips off the buckle pad, but Bianca tattles on her. Oh, Bianca, come on now. Nobody likes a tattletale. Alexa hits Twisted Bliss for the huge W to become the number one contender. Uh, it was an okay match. I was definitely not wanting um, Bliss to win this one. I- I'm not the biggest Alexa Bliss la- fan. Uh, I thought the match was okay. After the match, Bliss and Bianca meet in the ring. A Firefly picture flashes on the screen for a hot second. Bliss flips out. She goes for a sister Abigail, but she snaps out of it right before hitting it. Everyone is very, very confused. Alexa's confused. Bianca's confused. I'm confused. Crowd's confused. And uh, yeah, it appears that Bray Wyatt still has control over Alexa Bliss. They're continuing on with that storyline that I wasn't very big on in the first place. Um, Yeah, as long as we're turning uh, Alexa Bliss back to heel, that would be great. I didn't like her with Bray Wyatt. I didn't. I think uh, Liv Morgan was the was the girl to go with in that role, but they didn't. Went with Alexa Bliss, and honestly, ever since she's been doing that, the doll thing, the the baby face run, hanging out with with Bianca and Oscar, not a fan of it whatsoever. She has stepped up her game uh, a bit in the ring the last few weeks. I still. Uh, still not a big fan of watching her in the ring. Like I've said it a, a few times now, I just feel like her offense hits like a, a, a little pillow. Everything just looks so light and and just not very effective, not hard hitting at all. But yeah, it looks like they're going to revisit Alexa and Bray Wyatt. I'm disappointed in that. I was hoping that we're just going to forget about that relationship, but we'll see how they go with it this time around. It did lead to one of the better payoffs, or at least one of the cooler images I can recall over like the last decade in the WWE, when Alexa Bliss came out of that box or whatever with the black like blood pouring from her head. I thought that looked freaking awesome. All in all, it wasn't all that cool, but I thought that that image alone was kind of worth it for all the shit that we had to go through anyway moving on uh alpha academy they are pissed they got the the milk bath last week at kurt angle's birthday party thing the oc walks by they chirp each other chad calls aj styles a fossil that's uh that's way too far bro so they're gonna have to fight about it now we go to aj styles with the oc versus chad gable with otis aj hits the styles clash for the w it was a very solid match, man. These two always have really good chemistry. Nice counters. Pretty solid back and forth match. Gable holding zone in there. I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite solid. Moving on, you got Gargano and Dexter Loomis. They're trying to come up with an idea how to spend all the money that they stole from the poker tournament last week. Or I guess they won it, but by default. Ah, the greatest, one of the greatest words in the English dictionary. Default. Default. Anyway, they have a whiteboard with a bunch of interesting pictures and ideas and stuff. Weird picture that I noticed on the whiteboard was like, looked like Loomis and Gargano as like Buzz Lightyears or something. I don't know what the fuck that was. It was nice artwork. Now we got a six-man tag team match. Judgment Day with Rhea Ripley versus the Street Profits with Tazawa. Oh, hell yeah. I just, man, we're getting a lot of Tazawa right now. I'm, I'm liking it. Got a cute little interview with Tazawa and the Prophets. Uh, they're asked why they're helping out, and it's basically just because Tazawa's friggin' awesome, and I agree with this. Dawkins eats a nice stiff elbow to the mush from Damian Priest. Ford and Tazawa doing some weird screaming and dancing. It, it was very hilarious. Thumbs up for that. Ford gets launched over the announce table by Damian. 
Priest hits a real nice powerbomb on Tozawa. Dom pins him, and Judgment Day get the victory. Yeah, I mean, Judgment Day working well together. Match was pretty alright. I barely noticed Finn Balor during that match. I don't even know if he even got in on that one. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Don't, don't recall him doing a damn thing. It was mostly all Damian Priest. And then, of course, you gotta have Dominic Mysterio picking up the pin. That's just good stuff, good stuff. Now you got Gargano. He buys up a bunch of WWE merchandise with his money to give away to all the fans. That's great and everything, but he puts down like 10 grand or so. And honestly, that would only get you like six t-shirts, maybe a keychain or two. But yeah, WWE merchandise is so ridiculously overpriced. Again, for for three t-shirts, it cost me just under $100. So it's they're nice t-shirts, but no shirt, no, no way should a shirt cost that much money. Moving on. Johnny and Loomis come out to throw some merchandise for the crowd. Crowd's loving that. And The Miz is not loving that, so he runs down. He steals Dexter's money. What a Grinch, bro. What the heck? Gargano suggests they have a ladder match next week, and Johnny wants it to be for double or nothing. So double the cash, or you get nothing. I, I like the idea. Gargano, in the meantime, would love for The Miz to dress up as an elf. Adam Pierce forces him to do it. It's a pretty funny segment here overall. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. And later on, we get some pictures of The Miz dressed up as an elf, taking pictures with the fans. So that was really nice. Now you got Eo Sky with damage control versus Candice LeRae. Corey Graves and Bailey struggling mightily with their microphones. Graves calling Bailey a little jerk for wrecking the microphone situation they had going on. That was a, that was a good Home Alone reference. Thumbs up for that. EO with a wicked looking codebreaker type move in the corner. Perfect moonsault from EO. She picks up the W. Solid match. Uh, Candice is quite enjoyable in the ring. She just keeps getting better. EO is my dog, man. I mean, EO is the shit. I love EO Sky. She's fantastic. Uh, would have been better if the match was a little bit longer. Could have gotten, could have gotten to that good territory. Maybe even very good, but uh, it was solid. I, if, if if they continue onward with this, I, I'd be happy. Now we got Kevin Owens. He is getting interviewed. Then Elias shows up. He asks Kevin Owens of all people to have his back. Kevin is perplexed. Kevin flips out. He's going on about his long history that he had with his stupid brother Ezekiel and their big rivalry. Kevin Owens is absolutely amazing right here. The faces that he's making, he is absolutely going 12 out of 10, fucking losing his mind, ranting. It is hilarious. Thumbs up for that. Now we got Elias. He's in the ring, and he's got his guitar again. Oh, finally. Yay. He's having a tribute show for Matt Riddle. Uh, little news that I heard is that Matt Riddle apparently got sent to rehab after failing a second drug test. So, yeah, he won't be making an appearance for a little bit here. Elias performs a song. It's honestly not that great. Nothing like uh, his old songs when he would just chirp the shit out of the towns. And uh, yeah, they, it wasn't very funny. It was just a simple little ditty to Matt Riddle. Not not very good. Solo Sokoa interrupts the performance with Sami Zayn. So now we got a match. Elias versus Solo Sokoa with Sami Zayn. Solo gets rattled. Sammy has to calm him down. Sammy distracting Elias. He eats a snug super kick to the face. Sambo slams. Solo wins in pretty dominating fashion right here. Match was okay. Solo putting the beat down on Elias. He wraps the chair around his neck, looking to do some serious damage, but... Kevin Owens comes down for the save, gives Solo a stunner, and then he and Sammy... Uh, well, sorry, no, Sammy says, let's get the hell out of here. He bounces. 
Elias, <laughs> Elias gets up. He goes to touch Kevin Owens to say thanks. You don't touch Kevin. He eats a stunner as well. And hell yeah. Glad that Kevin isn't going to forgive uh, Elias here. I don't want them to be friends. Just Kevin Owens, just be a, a, a lone wolf badass. Just stun everybody. Just come on now. We don't. You don't need any friends. Moving on, you got Asuka versus Rhea Ripley with Dominic Mysterio. Uh, noticeably here, Asuka isn't wearing her traditional face paint that she's always wearing. And she looks a lot more focused. So uh, I, I like this. Rhea and Asuka laying in some pretty... Uh, laying in some... Playing... Holy crap. Laying in some pretty stiff offense with each other. Dom distracting Asuka. She throws a kick. And Dom with the biggest flinch in human history. That's two for flinching, bro. Wow. Asuka locks in the Asuka lock. But Dom again interfere interferes. But Asuka has had enough. She gives Dom the mist. He's freaking out. He drops to the ground screaming and crying. Rhea takes advantage. Hits the riptide. And she picks up the W. Yas, uh, looks like NXT Asuka may be back, y'all. The one that Asuka on NXT, she did not lose a single match in NXT. Went undefeated in like two years, three years that she was down there. Would just dominate everybody. It was awesome. And then she comes up to the main roster. Virtually instantly gets pinned by Charlotte Flair. And, and the aura of Asuka is gone. And for the last, I don't know how long now, a long time. She's just basically been pandering to the children in the crowd. When I went to um, my live show in Toronto, when Asuka came out, man, the, the kids went absolutely insane for her. And that's fine and everything. Asuka's, if she's popular with the kids, that's cool. But come on, man. Like, Asuka was supposed to be like this, this unbeatable, just magical aura, basically. This aura that was around her when she came up to NXT. And they, they sucked that right out instantly because charlotte flair had to get another victory that she didn't need or she was going to walk out of the company again probably but regardless i'm i'm very happy that oscar is ditching the dancing the screaming and yelling and like it was fine every now and again but she's been doing this for years and it's it, i've been done with that crap for ages and it looks like she's serious wants to kick some ass and, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what's going to happen here with Asuka. She should be one of the most, like, every time Asuka's in a match, it should be special. And now, like, every time Asuka's in a match, it's more about the singing and yelling and, and not being able to speak English and trying to be funny. And it's not that funny. Honestly, just not that funny. Anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I like all that. Good match as well. Uh, honestly, this would have been a, a Mania main event a couple of years ago before, like I said, the aura and everything was gone. And Ripley herself came out of NXT really hot, and then she lost her aura as well. You're starting to catch a theme here. You know, everyone that pretty much everybody except for a couple people graduated from NXT and actually made something of themselves, almost all of them failed, man. And it's just, I don't understand why you, so many of them were forced up from NXT that had no reason to, like Apollo Crews, for example, no reason to send that guy up. He didn't even win the NXT championship. He he fit in very well down there. And then he f just flubbed on the main roster. Now he finds himself back down there. And it doesn't really work that, like once they've gone up, and the crowd knows that, like, they, they're going to keep tabs on them. They, they're going to watch them on Raw or SmackDown or whatever. And we saw that Apollo Crews was not very good up there. And now he's back down here. So it just feels like a, you know, a promotion that failed. And he got fired and demoted back down to NXT. So it just it's just bad booking, man. It's just a lot of bad decisions were made over the last few years. But 
anyway, I think we're going to uh, be saving Oscar here. Uh, they were both uh, both Rhea and and Oscar were stiff in this match. Pretty good back and forth match as well. I liked it. Seven out of ten. Backstage though, Dom Mysterio with the funniest moment of the week. He's freaking out because he's got the mist in his eyes and he just keeps saying, "Mommy, I can't see." <laughs> so freaking funny. I love that. Thumbs up for that, Dom. Keep it up, man. You keep it up. You are entertaining me week after week. I like it. And you got Dolph Ziggler. He's cutting a promo backstage about Austin Theory and the United States Championship. Uh, it's a well-done promo. Thumbs up, Dolph. Good stuff. Now we got the main event. Number one contenders match for the United States Championship. Bobby Lashley versus Seth freaking Rollins. Crowd is loudly singing Seth Rollins' song. Thumbs up for that. Ref gets bumped. He falls out of the ring and tweaks his an- ankle a little bit. Lashley hits a spear, but Ref was too slow to get into the ring and make the count. Lashley is rightfully pissed off. He's flipping out on the referee. He goes for another spear, but but uh, he walks right into a pedigree from Seth. Seth picks up the pin and wins. Match was pretty solid here. I thought it, not too bad, not 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 the best. Bobby even more angry now. He attacks the referee. Adam Pierce has to come down. Bobby puts hands on Adam Pierce. Oh shit! Adam Pierce gets very pissed off. He loses his mind and he fires. Bobby Lashley. Oh, snap. So there you go. That's how the show ends. Bobby Lashley fired. And um, I don't know if you're not familiar with how firing usually goes in the WWE. Doesn't mean that he's gone from the company. He's just going to show up on SmackDown or NXT the next week. But eh, it made for a, a slightly okay moment. Anyway, uh, not sure how I feel about Alexa Bliss going back to the Wyatt stuff. Like I said, I didn't like it the first time. I preferred her as a, as just being the just a cheating heel, like just classic heel stuff. I thought she was really good at it. And uh, yeah, she hasn't done it in a really long time, and I would really like her to go back doing that. I am glad that they got Elias back with his guitar and doing his songs, but honestly, I'm, now I'm starting to think that the magic is gone with Elias. They they had some magic there with him, and then they ruined it, like they usually do when they have something good. They they change it and ruin it, or or they overdo it. There's just they're so bad at that, man. Honestly, I think yeah, I think the magic is gone with Elias. I'm not feeling it anymore. The song this week sucked. Uh, the Ezekiel thing was a fucking nightmare. It sucked. And now Elias just kind of sucks. So I'm hoping that maybe next week we'll have a better song, more back to the original style where he's just chirping the fuck out of the town. We'll see where it goes. And if Asuka is back to NXT style, man, oh, fuck yeah, we are, we're going to be in for a treat. I would love for her to get into a, get into it more with Rhea Ripley in that style. Like, get them, oh, it'll be an absolute war. It'll be a lot of good matches right there. The ladder match next week should be uh, at least fun. You know, Miz versus Loomis it's not, doesn't scream, you know, those are the best ladder match guys, but I think it'll be a fun match. Main event was underwhelming, but uh, I do like that they are spotlighting the United States Championship since Roman is never around anymore with his title, so at least they're spotlighting other championships, so that's nice. More than likely going to see Lashley on SmackDown. I, I don't see him going to NXT. I think that would be an interesting fight to have him versus Braun Breaker. But again, two guys that are virtually the exact same character. You got extremely athletic guys. They both do spe- uh, both do spears. Both kind of mediocre on the microphone. Uh, not a lot of character, or at least compelling character. Uh, the uh, I just get MVP back with Bobby Lashley for the love of God. That was the best shit ever. 
Anyway, where do you guys think that Bobby Lashley is going to end up? Maybe he's going to take a little break here, maybe a, a couple weeks or something. But I can't see, I can't see him. He's he's definitely not gone. He's one of their bigger acts that they have right now. So yeah, probably I'm going to say he's just going to end up on SmackDown. I thought the show was uh, solid overall. Going to give it a six out of ten. Let's move on to uh, nope, not NXT Deadline. We already did that. Where are you, NXT? There we go. Alright, NXT 2.0 is kicking off with Roxanne Perez in the ring. Uh, she wants to say some words, but before she even gets a word out, she is quickly interrupted by <laughs> by horns of, of a car. It's Grayson Waller. He is here. So both the Iron Survivor Challenge match winners are, are here and they're and they're talking together and, and they're uh, they're not very happy. Or, or at least Perez isn't. Perez is pissed, but Waller, because uh, Waller just won't shut up. He just keeps talking and talking and talking. Perez finally has to just explode and tell him to shut the fuck up. She didn't say fuck, but you know. Both Iron Survivors chirping each other. It was quite enjoyable, not going to lie. Thumbs up. Then Braun Breaker comes out to defend Roxanne Perez, and she didn't really need that. He and Waller trade some nice compliments. Then Braun wants to make a moment right now. Braun bolts after Waller. He eats shit a little bit running up on the stairs. That made me giggle. And then Mandy Rose out of nowhere just jumps Perez in the ring. I really liked this segment until Braun showed up, but but then he tripped. So, I mean, I, I guess now I love this segment. So, yeah. Going well. Braun, Braun shows up. Pretty much just, like, patronizes uh, Perez. Like, she was doing just fine. Uh, going back and forth with Waller, I'd say better than what Braun usually does. And then Braun just comes out and like, oh, I'm a big man. I, uh, rah, rah, I'm going to protect this woman that doesn't need protecting. Anyway, I, I, it was good that he almost ate shit, so that was funny. Now you got JD McDonough. He is hanging out in medical. The Creed bros are here also. Then, of course, JD being his weird little self, making the Creeds feel uncomfortable. Then out of nowhere, some sort of shriek or something. It's, oh, 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 never mind. It's just Perez. She calls out Mandy for a title match tonight. She was still in the ring, like, kind of pulling a Jeff Hardy on The Undertaker, if you remember that. But, uh, yeah, so they're going to have a match tonight for the title. Backstage, Stax and Wes Lee are brawling with each other. Uh, it pours out into the ring, so it's a match now. Stax with Tony D versus Wes Lee. Lee goes for a flip dive. He lands hard on his lower back. That, that looked like it was quite painful, but he pops right back up, so no big deal. He's got the adrenaline going. Wesley hits a somersault kick to Stax's head, pins and wins the match. Yeah, I, I kind of like that move right there. An all right match. Surprised Tony D never actually got involved at all during the match. Kind of surprised there. Then Dijak shows up. He he comes out. Wesley he's got uh, Wesley's attention now. Tony D gets involved. He attacks Lee, and then just stares down Dijak and he leaves. Dijak then just stands there and the segment's over. So uh, awkward, but okay, it happened. Mr. Chase and Hale see Duke shaking hands with Drew Gulak. What the fuck is going on back here? S says Mr. Well, that's ba that is basically what Mr. Chase says. He says, "What the fuck was that?" But they like they bleep out the fuck, and it's it's hilarious every time, man. I love it. Uh, Mr. Chase apologizes for losing it on Duke last week. Everything appears to be swept under the rug, and all is well in Chase U for now. We'll see how that goes. Moving on to a women's. We got the women's tag champs, champs, Chance and Carter. They join commentary to watch the upcoming tag team match. Toxic Attraction, Gigi and Jane versus Ivy Nile and Paxley. 
Jane just hums Ivy into the tag team champions and even into Booker T just a little bit. That is just craziness. All hell breaks loose. Everyone is fighting. Match is disqualified. Aww. I was, uh, I was actually, the match was going quite well. I wanted to see uh, some more of that. I was, I was quite enjoying it. Uh, maybe it'll continue on next week. And you got Fallon, Briggs, and Jensen. They're backstage. Fallon is still stressing about the family bar thing. And then they all hug it out. So, okay. Mello and Trick hanging out backstage now. Trick, Trick uh, shows Mello a hilarious photo of him during the I- Iron Survivor match. Looking like an absolute fool. Like, it's Axiom doing a flip off of the cage. And then they, like, zoom into the background. And it's just fucking Carmelo Hayes just in awe of everything it was freaking hilarious i love that thumbs up for that Mello's gonna have to go and do something about this he says so we'll see how that goes now we got von wagner with mr stone versus odyssey jones with blade and anofe mr stone steals anofe's precious sweater that he just has to bring around everywhere with him shenanigans take place anofe kicks von big splash from jones for the w Uh, it was a quick match and honestly kind of mediocre not that good. Now we got Big Body Javi Baby getting interviewed by... It's Mackenzie. Oh yeah, they have yet another cute and funny segment right here. Thumbs up. Now you got Big Body Javi versus Euro, Gyro, whatever the fuck his name is. He hits, uh, Euro hits a nice kick, pins and wins against Big Body. God damn it, Javi, you're supposed to win matches. Quick match, it was uh, it was fine. Nice to see uh, Euro and a Hero in a match again. I don't know. Uh, it's been a while, but out of nowhere, freaking scripts or whatever, just front flips up onto the top rope. Literally out of nowhere. I didn't even, I don't I have no idea where this guy came from. Euro is celebrating, attacks him. Not going to lie. I was uh, quite impressed with uh, whatever scripts Scripes did right there. He's athletic. I mean, he's impressively athletic. The problem is he's Reggie and no one liked Reggie. So we'll see. Wendy Chu now, she's talking about how much she hates Cora Jade, tells a story about uh, a traumatic moment in her life when she had a drink thrown in her face, so uh, yeah, Wendy Chu Chu really hated it when Cora threw a drink in her face last week, or two weeks ago, Uh, yeah, not the strongest base for a rivalry storyline here, but I really enjoy Wendy Chu and Cora Jade, so I'm I'm in, I'm in, I'm 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 going, I'm I'm excited for uh, this rivalry. I hope uh, Ch- uh, Jade gets the win here uh, out of this, but well, I'm excited. Now we got the New Day. They are here to celebrate their NXT Tag Team Championship victory at Deadline. Big props for uh, big props for Kofi becoming the first dual triple crown champion. If that's what they said, so I, I guess it's confirmed. Kofi also now has a, is he's a 15-time tag team champion now. Holy freaking crap. Believe that's a record as well. Crowd giving the love to the New Day. Even Big E, who's still out with injury, but they, no one's forgetting about you, Big E. We love you. New Day just about to kick off the big celebration, but then pretty deadly arrive. And they're super pissed off that New Day ruined their Christmas. Kofi gives props to Pretty Deadly, you know, saying that they're a very talented team and they accept a rematch. But Pretty Deadly must first recite the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, yeah, Pretty Deadly don't want to do that, but Briggs and Jensen sure do. They run out. They put the Amer- they come out. They got the American flag. They're freaking ready for this. They say the the Pledge of Allegiance and they get a tag team championship opportunity now against the New Day. So. 
I guess you snooze, you lose pretty deadly. And uh, I really enjoyed this segment. I thought it was quite funny. Thumbs up. Got uh, Electra Lopez. She's talking a big game in the women's locker room. Indy Hartwell boots her in the face and then all hell breaks loose. Holy crap, just brawls all over the place. Alright, and now we got J.D. McDonough versus Brutus Creed with Julius Creed. J.D. getting flustered, he grabs a chair, goes to smash Brutus, but Sangha out of nowhere stops him from doing that. J.D. moves on, hits two devil inside suplexes for the W. Uh, stiff match, man. Really, uh, it was quite short, but it was good. I- I'd love to see these two fight some more, man. These these two definitely have some chemistry. Thumbs up, 7 at it then. Good match. Sangha and Mahan still watching over the Creeds, so at some point, maybe this year, they're going to have a fight, but maybe not till next year. I have no idea. Now we got Lyra Valkyria. She is debuting against Amari Miller. Got a nice drop kick through the ropes by Lyra. Really nice selling there from Miller. Valkyria hits a nice splash off of the top for the victory. Both women looked pretty good. Glad it wasn't a straight-up squash match. Would have preferred Lyra fight a more established wrestler here, though, but I still thought the match was quite solid. I like Valkyria's look and the moves that she was showing off throughout the match. I thought were were pretty all right. Some kicks and some suplexes, so uh, pretty decent debut here for Lyra Valkyria, but you'll see a little later on in this review how you fucking debut someone. We'll talk about it a little later, but an okay debut for Lyra Valkyria. Moving on, you got Brooks Jensen. He is stopped in the back by Kiana James. Jensen is extremely nervous around Kiana. It looks like he's got a bit of a crush. Kiana gives Jensen a gift. It's a dress shirt. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Kiana is definitely trying to butter him up so she can get to uh, Henley and and probably buy her bar or some shit. So, yeah, adding more to that storyline by the looks of it. Then the tag champs, Chance and Carter, get into a brawl with Ivy and Paxley. Uh, they just kind of transition to it. Like, it was just kind of going on in the background. And the camera just, like, runs up to it. I really like the seamless transition between segments here. You got two people talking over it. Then out of nowhere, they just go right over to this other thing that's going on. I really, really like when they do that stuff. They, they looked like a few weeks ago they were, they were like, going to start filming it in that style. And then it kind of disappeared for a while. And now they brought it back here this week. So... Can we can we make a fucking decision here? Like, what do we we got to start making these shows like a little different? So if you have this style where it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, kind of think of it like the office style where it's just kind of as a cameraman, he's walking around. It's not like whatever. I don't know. I didn't go to fucking film school, but whatever. I like the way it was filmed here. Now you got Duke Hudson with Chase U versus Damon Kemp. Drew Gulak comes down to watch. Mr. Chase gets in his face. They, they don't like each other. Crowd really having a good time with all the Chase U chants. I, I really do enjoy that. Thumbs up. Duke nails the big kick for the W over Kemp. I would have to say that's a pretty big win here for Duke. I, I was not expecting him to pick up the win. I thought Kemp was uh, going to be a bigger player in NXT. I thought they were kind of building him up to be something, but maybe I was wrong. I, I lost here to Duke is uh, not, not, not good for Damon, but we'll see how it goes for him. Now it's time for the main event. Roxanne Perez versus Mandy Rose for the NXT Women's Championship. So this is an interesting situation. Let's just get into it and I'll explain as we go. So, Perez is using her title opportunity she got from winning the Iron Survivor uh, match the other week. 
She wants to use it tonight instead of at New Year's Evil. So will her impatience pay off? Mandy has Perez in a, in a, in some sort of a submission. Perez reverses it into a, a near fall. Mandy hits a vicious knee, but Perez kicks out of that. Perez fights back, hits Pop Rocks out of nowhere. One, two, three, and no! NXT Women's Champion, Roxanne Perez. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oof, boy, I don't... Hmm, I feel like they did Mandy Rose really dirty here. Making her lose her title after over a 400-day reign... And you're going to make her drop the title with no build on a fucking Tuesday night with only a two-hour build to the match. Not a fan of this decision whatsoever. Thumbs down for that. So the reasoning behind this decision allegedly goes something like this. So Mandy Rose was released the other day from the WWE because allegedly her social media posts were a little too adult maybe for WWE's brand and uh, they didn't like that so she was uh, uh, basically stripped of her title they're throwing it on Perez here and um, yeah man I think this is a fucking terrible decision regardless you, you could have waited until New Year's Evil just deal with it you know uh, discuss it with Mandy I have no idea about the backstage politics behind this I've, I've known that WWE does not like their 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 wrestlers doing any extracurricular activities. They don't like you using your your name on YouTube channels, Twitter, Instagram, anything like that. That's going to get you any sort of money or anything like that or any sort of recognition that isn't WWE or anything like that. So, yeah, they're kind of assholes when it comes to things like that. Like if I ran a, a a company and someone was like, "Hey, is it cool if I run, I go on YouTube and and play some video games?" I'd be like, "Yeah, man, absolutely." But I don't know the extent of what these pictures are that Mandy Rose is 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 putting up there. I'm not a social media guy. I don't I don't do that stuff really. But regardless, if this was such a problem, like I just think it really a it's it's a it's it's you put now you put. Uh, poor Roxanne in a really bad situation here like right out of the gate man like from the beginning of the show Roxanne looked off like she definitely was aware of what was going on and what was coming she didn't look comfortable throughout the whole night Mandy like she didn't look very she looked off tonight and probably rightfully so she's getting released she's getting fired she's having her title reign ended after what was the one of the greatest title runs in women's NXT history um, to be disrespected in that way. Like, again, I don't know what she put up online. I don't know if it could be that freaking bad, but regardless, you're doing Mandy Rose really dirty here, man. She's, she's been carrying that, that women's division for a long time. I think she's done a really good job down there, really stepped up her game in NXT since she got down there. And, uh, yeah, to just take the title from her in this way, is a shame like um i i don't have a lot of optimism here for roxanne perez's title reign uh i think she's the wrong choice by a, a million miles with especially with no build here like all, the crowd's not been behind her at all like she there's like 17 other women on the roster that the crowd likes more than roxanne she is kind of the most boring character out there she's your generic baby face like oh i'll do anything haha <laughs> i'm so happy to be here like pfft, hate that crap boring wendy chu more interesting cora jade more interesting uh zoe starks more interesting 
uh, Nikita Lyons, more interesting. You name it. There's so many better women than than Roxanne Perez, and I can almost see it in her face that she doesn't look ready for this, quite honestly. We'll see how it goes, man, but I fucking hate this decision. I'm very, very not impressed with this decision and what they're doing here. If I find out what the hell she put online, like if she showed her freaking the inside of her asshole and, and sent it out to a bunch of fucking kindergarten students, okay, I can understand that being pretty bad. But if she's just putting pictures of, of she's a very beautiful woman and she's putting pictures of her like in a bikini, so have it. I don't care. You shouldn't have your kids on fucking social media anyway, so... Anyway, um, yeah, dude, Mandy looked absolutely devastated, as she should, and Perez is the new frickin' NXT Women's Champ. See how this one's gonna play out, man. We can, we can maybe save this if, uh, they move right away into a Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez, and maybe with those two and their chemistry together, we can get some really good matches, like, really good story behind it, and maybe somehow you can get Perez some momentum, get the crowd behind her, but... Again, if you do put her with Cora Jade, crowd just likes Cora Jade way better. She's just way better in every single way possible. So, I don't know, man. I can't see this going well. I can see this going worse than Liv Morgan's run as the SmackDown's champion. But only time is going to tell. Only time is going to tell, man. Um, too bad they they just couldn't wait until at like New Year's Evil or something. Like you, you could have got to build anything, man. You, like, you didn't even have to have necessarily Mandy on TV all that much, like some sort of build this was dog shit terribly done horrible booking bad idea thumbs down all the way man horrible what do you guys think do you think this is a fucking disaster or am i overreacting here probably a little bit of both but still uh i did like how the show flowed this week uh uh, felt really fast paced almost kind of similar to rampage in a way kind of quick quick a lot of quick matches quick interviews quick transitions i like that chase U was good JD McDonough, as always, fantastic. Big Body Javi and McKenzie. I just love them. I think they're fantastic. Giving them more airtime. Just please give them more. They're hilarious. I like the New Day going up against Briggs and Jensen. Looks like they're going to be doing the exact thing that I wanted them to do. Just kind of go through the ringer of all the really good up-and-coming tag teams on NXT and just give them a little bit of that New Day magic. And yeah, maybe we're going to start uh, having some emerging tag teams down there in NXT. Then the main event happened. Oh my god, what a fucking disaster. I think it was an absolute booking nightmare. Pulling the trigger way, 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 way too early on Perez. Feels like they were going for a moment here. Like a crazy wild out of nowhere moment. I just don't think it hit at all. And Mandy getting released is an absolute shame. Uh, she was a really good champion, man. I really did like her quite a lot. And now I, I will have to see what happens, what happens with Toxic Attraction now. Are they just going to be just the two of them? Are they going to get a new leader? What's going to happen there? I feel Perez just honestly hasn't gotten over with the fans yet. She's just not interesting enough, in my opinion. And now shoving her down our throats, that's... Oh, man, that's just... I, I, just, I, just, I got, like, the neon sign just going, Disaster disaster it's just it's gonna be bad man show was solid but the ending was horrendous absolutely infuriated me four out of ten bad show just don't watch the fucking finale if you if you don't it's just like oh that left a bad taste in my mouth y'all left a bad taste in my mouth all right let's let's make it let's let's put some sugar in my mouth let's do dynamite baby so this is a big one. This is a big show this week. This is winter is coming. They are still in Texas, so this is going to be some good shit. 
Let's get into it. Match four of the best of seven series. Uh, best of seven trio series. Now we got death. This is match four. Death Triangle currently two and one versus the Elite who are one and two. And we got Nick with a wicked springboard twisting dive onto Pack. Nick Jackson appears to tweak his ankle though. He needs to leave the match. Oh no. Death Triangle take advantage of the two on the three on two beating. They just whoop the shit out of Matt Jackson. Matt does a really cool, like, Northern Light suplex pin combo on both of the Lucha Bros at the same time. That was awesome. Thumbs up. Matt takes a package pile driver on the apron from Penta, and neither of them were even legal. So it's just like, Jesus, man. Omega left all alone now, holding off Death Triangle. Nick Jackson makes the return. He's limping on his bad leg, gets the hot tag, and goes absolutely nuts. Thumbs up for that. Penta whacks Nick's ankle with the hammer while the referee is distracted. Ray ain't impressed, but he locks in the ankle lock, and Nick is forced to tap out. Damn. Uh, Lucha Bros take a chokehold on the series. They are up 3-1 to one now. One win away from winning the series. Very good match. Everyone was flipping and flying around as expected. It was great. I enjoyed the story with Nick's ankle. Uh, too bad they didn't get the, the gutsy win, but... I don't know. I guess that would be way too predictable for the series to go 2-2 right now, but I, I kind of like the fact that they went 3-1. to That's uh, I did not see that coming. Everyone looked good, but again, man, Pac and Omega just really stood out when those two got in the ring together. Oh, it's just it's magic. It's magic. 7.5 out of 10. Very good match. Kenny Omega is frustrated after the match. Gets on the mic and he says, next match, screw it. Let's make the hammers legal. Actually scratch all that noise. Let's make everything legal. Let's fucking go. I love that announcement. Next match should be a banger. Now we got MGF. He is interviewed. He cuts a promo on Richard Starks, as he's calling him, or Ricky Starks. It's a great classic MGF promo, man. Just showing off why he's one of the best around on the mic today. Thumbs up. The acclaimed arrive. Caster doing his rap, but then Double J, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and the whole group, they come down. They attack them from behind. Boo! Jarrett blasts Max with the guitar. Oh, mercy. He absolutely cracked him in the head with that guitar. Thumbs up. Jeff, oh, excuse me. Jeff tells them to scissor that. Oh, excuse me. Good Lord. Then they, uh, they grab the tag team titles. They're playing with them, raising them, and all that great stuff. And then they're out of here. That was that was freaking awesome. Thumbs up for that. What a blast with that guitar shot, though. Holy fuck. Moving on, we got Chris Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society. They're interviewed about the loss to Claudio at Final Battle. So if you didn't check out the, uh, the Ring of Honor, Chris Jericho lost his Ring of Honor championship to Claudio. Claudio is now a two-time Ring of Honor champion. Jericho calls out the calls the swing barbaric. He is flipping out. So uh, Claudio at the pay per view locked in the big swing on Jericho, and for the first time I've ever seen, uh, Jericho was forced to tap out of the swing. He just couldn't take any more spins. And uh, yeah, it was an interesting fin- final to the match. <laughs> Can't say I've ever seen that. Guevara calls out Moxley, and Hager goes, "I love my hat." Freaking hilarious. Thumbs up right there. And we got Brian Cage with Prince Nana versus Jungle Boy. Cage does a weird dance pose thing. That just made me laugh. Jungle Boy hits a Canadian Destroyer out of nowhere. Got a near fall right there. That was unreal. Thumbs up. 
Jack locks in the snare trap. Cage taps out, but the referee is distracted by Prince Nana. Jungle Boy stays on Cage, rolls him up, pins, and wins. Oh, hell yeah, man. Really good match. Cage and Perry, or Jungle Boy, they mesh really well. You got the big man and the, and the little cruiserweight. Fucking awesome. I'd really like to see more of these uh, these matches, these two going at it. Uh, Cage is just so freaking insane for his size, man. Like, the way he took that Canadian Destroyer, fucking unreal, man. Can't get over it. 7.5 out of 10. Very good match. Jungle Boy calls out Big Bill after the match. Stokely, Big Bill, and the firm come down. They whoop the hell out of Jungle Boy. He eats a huge choke slam from Big Bill. And then freaking hook comes out oh man the crowd explodes the firm run off like a bunch of check-ins and oh buddy help helps up jungle boy and he looks like an absolute badass like oh love what they've done with hook man thumbs up right here good stuff yeah uh, uh moxley yuda and claudio cutting a promo mox warns hangman and they put the locker room on notice so, uh, it was okay now we got Trio's match. House of Black making the return to the ring with Julia Hart versus The Factory. Oh, rest in peace, The Factory. You're about to die. House of Black's entrance is so freaking awesome, man. Oh my god, so cool. So intense. I love the music. Fits them so perfectly. Thumbs up. <laughs> Nick Camarado and Julia Hart have a stare-off. Nick is not impressed. He tosses the lollipop at her. And she flips. She sprays the mist in his face. He goes down. That was awesome. Thumbs up for that. Hell unleashes. A brawl breaks out. House of Black laying out everybody. Poor QT Marshall is left all alone in the ring. Eats a spinning back kick to the skull from Malachi Black for the W. Now that... It, that, that's how a fucking statement is done right there. Oh my god, these guys come in looking like freaking killers. They destroy everybody and leave like badasses. Thumbs up, well done. Sky Blue calls out Britt Baker in the back for a match in on Rampage. Britt is absolutely baffled by this request, but she accepts. Now you got Chris Jericho versus Action and Dreddy. Uh, this is a debut for Action and Dreddy. I don't know a damn thing about this guy, but... Let's just get into it, man. This was incredible. Action putting up a fight. He manages to kick out of the Codebreaker. And oh my god, man. The crowd is on their feet. And they are going insane. Absolutely insane. Like, they must know this guy. They must know something I don't. But they are losing their mind, man. Like, I haven't seen a crowd go this crazy in a while. Thumbs up. Crowd is exploding for anything that Andretti does or hits. Thumbs up for that. It was freaking awesome. Action reverses the walls of Jericho. He hits a shooting star press, pins, and wins. Holy fucking shit, dude. That must be the biggest upset in decades. I, I can't I can't recall a bigger upset. That was an incredible moment. Crowd was absolutely stunned. I was stunned. What a fucking beautifully done debut match for An for action and dready literally a star making performance this guy may be like the most popular guy in the world right now already that crowd was so hot for him so hot no idea who this guy is now i do though action and dready but fucking wow that crowd was eating everything that that guy did up for breakfast they were nuclear hot for the second that action kicked out of that codebreaker, man, crowd was nuclear, and they did not stop. It was crazy. Shows how much a hot crowd can add to a match, man. 
I was beyond entertained. This match was awesome. Eight and a half out of ten. I highly recommend you go check it out. And anyone over there at WWE that's listening to this for some reason, why don't you guys go over there and check out how you debut someone on your roster. That is how it's fucking done. I can't wait to see this guy next week, man. Like, I want to see if he's going to get the same response out of a crowd that he get that he just did right here. That was amazing. Now we got Ricky Starks. He cuts a really good promo himself. He says he's going to take that title tonight. And very convincing fashion. Well done promo right here. Thumbs up. Now we move to Jericho. He's throwing an absolute tantrum in the back for losing to a, a, a new guy. Fucking hilarious. Thumbs up for that. Ty Mello with Sammy Guevara versus Ruby Soho. They start fighting on the outside before the match can even begin. Match does eventually begin. Mello taking... Um, Mello is talking trash to everybody. Even the crowd, she grabs a fan's Ruby Riot sign, tears it up in classic heel fashion. I love that. Thumbs up. Very nice kick from Mello. We got a near fall right there. Thumbs up. Riot fights back. Hits no future for the W. Uh, it was a pretty solid grudge match. Mello was really stiff, man. I really enjoyed her performance tonight. Really good job. Um, Ruby Soho. Uh, mm, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm a... I, I don't know. Just going to leave it at that. Anna J runs down to help her best friend, Car- or, um, Mello. She beats down Ruby Riot, and then they celebrate together. So that's nice. Yeah, at uh, Hangman, Adam Page, he responds to Moxley's challenge. Hangman was banged up pretty bad last week. He got KO'd. He struggled to remember his own son's name, he claims, for hours. But he's going to answer the, the John Moxley's call. So, uh, yeah, Hangman just showing that he will not give up no matter what. Now it's time for our main event. We got Ricky Starks versus MJF. This is for the AEW World Championship and the Diamond or the Dyn- Dynamite Diamond Ring. So both things up for grabs here tonight. MJF grabbing the ropes for more pressure on the submission, but the referee kicks his hand off of the ropes. I really like that. Thumbs up. Ricky hits a nice Liger bomb, then MJF with a nice power bomb of his own, but adding the gruesome knee to the spine. Oh, baby, I love that move, MJF. Oh, so good. Thumbs up. MJF slapping around Ricky, then Ricky explodes, slaps the taste out of MJF's mouth, and then they break out into a big old slugfest in the middle of the ring. Love that. Thumbs up. Ricky hits a spear, but he's too exhausted. He cannot pin MJF in time. He's too gassed. MJF catches Ricky in the salt of the earth. Armbar, he does everything he can to stop Ricky from grabbing the ropes. Keeps pulling back his arm, pulling back his legs, but Ricky still gets his done with the tippy toe on the rope. He gets the rope break. That was fantastic. MJF grabs the referee, pushes him into Ricky, nails a dick kick while the ref ain't looking. Roll up and MJF in the most MJF fashion picks up the W. Really good match, man. A uh, couple slip-ups along the way from MJF. Got a little sloppy. And uh, the, the start was a little bit slow. But uh, the build, man, led to some fantastic near falls and some really good spots. MJF doing a great job working the crowd, getting his heat in, as always. And the finish, though not my favorite way, you know, a low blow for the victory. It was It's the most fitting way for MJF to win. Ricky looked really good in defeat, and MJF is still the champion, gets the heat. I feel like the crowd was 
this is more of MGF's style that I don't think we got as much in the in the Moxley fight. I felt like the crowd was a little confused on who they wanted to root for necessarily. And tonight, it's more of that classic. You know, the crowd hates MGF. We want, we want Ricky to win. So it worked out better. Uh, 7.5 out of 10. Really liked the match. MJF looking to uh, pick the, the bones, but... Brian Danielson chases MJF out of the ring, and MJF almost ate shit on the way out as he jumped the barricade, so <laughs> a couple people almost eating shit this week, uh, I really did like it. Great Dynamite this week, man, filled with really good matches and an incredible debut match and moment from Action Andretti that was unbelievable, highly recommend you go check out that, that match, it was amazing, crowd was ridiculous tonight. Well done, Texas. You guys did not let let anyone down. You guys were amazing. Thumbs up for you. Nothing really to complain about, man, about this week. I, I, I enjoyed the match. Maybe squeezing in Ty Mello and Ruby Soho was a little unnecessary. Could have gave some more time to someone else. But uh, I thought it was a great show, man. 8 out of 10. Absolutely go check out that Action Andretti debut. It is it is wild to see a crowd going that crazy, man. For for a guy I've never heard of before, maybe he's well-known in Texas or something, but I don't know who the hell he was. And let's move on to Friday Night SmackDown. They are in Chicago. Oh, baby. Good old, good old Chicago. Good wrestling town right here. Sammy and the Usos roll in in a nice... Uh, what do you call it? SUV. Sammy has he he got that haircut, man. Now he didn't take off a whole bunch. It's, it's basically just a trim, but man, he looking a lot better. He looking real sharp. We start off with a tag team match. You got Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox versus Io Sky and Dakota with Bailey. This is for the women's tag team championships. Tegan with a nice cross body to the outside on damage control. Liv with a nice sunset power bomb to the outside on Dakota. That was pretty nice. EO right after that just flies in and just Waterboy drop kicks Liv Morgan like it was freaking phenomenal. Love that. Thumbs up for that. A hooded person in the crowd kicks Tegan in the face. Damage control take advantage. We got a perfect moonsault from EO and damage control wins. Uh, it was a solid tag team match. You know, uh, Tegan and Liv, they're not too bad together. I think they could make a, a good team. They did all right tonight. You know, nothing too special. Not a lot of tag team maneuvers. They don't have, like, a tag team finisher or anything yet. But it's not too bad. Ending was filled with the Gaga. Oh, the Gaga, the Gaga. But uh, I do wonder who the hooded person is. I, 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 I don't know. I, like, I would love it to be, like, Sasha Banks or something. But I doubt that. Moving on, the bloodline is backstage. Sammy is getting his tires pumped up by the Usos. Yeet! Uh, Jay is uh, nervous that something bad might go down tonight. He's just, uh, he's nervous. Uh, then we're shown some weird footage of Bray Wyatt holding L.A. Knight prisoner from last week. Um, then it goes to L.A. Knight. He's just walking around backstage. And uh, yeah, he looks like he's been through some shit. He saw some things he didn't like while he was being held prisoner. Uh, I was honestly getting some Pulp Fiction vibes where, uh, well, if you know, you know. But L.A. now, he's in the ring. He's cutting a promo on Bray Wyatt. He does a very good impression of Bray, and uh, that was freaking hilarious. Got to give that a thumbs out, a uh, thumbs up. I love myself a good impression. He calls out Bray Wyatt. L.A. starts chanting, yeah, and the crowd kind of getting behind it. I like that. Uh, I really hope that... The yeah gets over with the crowd on the on the main roster. I loved it in NXT. It's phenomenal. It's just it's so simple, but it works. 
Wyatt answers the call. He enters the ring. L.A. Knight starts whooping that ass. Then a weird video interrupts him. Some weird dude in the top hat that's been in the videos or whatever. He comes out. He's laughing for way too long. Like, I'm talking like a minute, two minutes of straight laughter. And L.A. Knight runs off. So... Yeah, the the this situation started off strong, and then it just kind of got bad. So, I don't know. We'll just kind of wash it out. It's just kind of meh, but I like the beginning of it. And then with the long laughter, they just don't know how to end these segments without it just kind of cutting away awkwardly. So, they got to figure that one out. Now, we got Ricochet versus Gunter. This is for the Intercontinental Championship. Adam Pierce makes Imperium leave the ringside. That's uh, all right. Good call there, Adam Pierce. I'll give you a thumbs up for that decision. Gunther putting a beating on Ricochet. Welts are starting to form all over Ricochet's body. Just, oh. And then Ricochet lands uh, the super backplex from Gunther. He just lands it on lands on his feet. Not a big deal. Absolutely badass right there from Ricochet. Thumbs up. Gunther then takes off Ricochet's head with a fucking brutal clothesline. Picture perfect shooting star from Ricochet. Crazy close near fall right there. Gunther chops down Ricochet mid-air, then a big old powerbomb near fall. Crowd is going crazy right now. Thumbs up. Gunther ends it with a last symphony for the victory. So that's his finisher. It's just kind of a a, a slam thing. It's all right. Uh, but holy crap, man. Mercy. What a whooping Ricochet took, man. <laughs> and he just kept coming back for more. But Gunther just chopped him down, man. You just can't take too many of those from, from uh, Gunther. I did. I love the buildup to uh, this great finale in the match, and it was a little bit slow. Ricochet just getting his ass beat, and then the nice comeback, and uh, yeah, it was well done. These two really work brilliantly together. I love the chemistry here. Great match. Eight out of ten. Then Imperium come down to beat down Ricochet more, but Braun Strowman runs down for the save. Um, yeah, so it looks like Braun's still getting involved here with the Intercontinental Championship. Don't know how I feel about that. I'd, uh, I'd much rather it still be just Ricochet versus Gunter again. That would be, I, I'm down with that happening over and over again. Just, I don't see it with Gunter versus Braun. I just don't see it in the ring being that good. But, eh, we'll see. We'll see where they're going with it. Jimmy Uso backstage, he's trying to pry out the special surprise that Roman has planned. But, uh, no fuego, it's not happening. Roman won't, won't release any info. Jimmy is nervous that Roman's not going to accept Sammy uh, into the into the bloodline because of his history with Kevin Owens. Roman wants Adam Pearce to tell Kevin Owens he wants a tag team match. I think they're setting this up for the Royal Rumble, which is like, what the fuck, man? Like, are you serious? If Roman doesn't defend the title at freaking Roman uh, at the Royal Rumble, that's two out of the four big four that he wasn't even defending his title. So, yeah, I'm starting to like not have a good time with Roman Reigns title reign anymore now he's like straight up gone to Brock Lesnar mode rarely shows up on TV anymore rarely has any matches rarely defends his title and when he does he it's like not that impressive of a match like he barely did anything in war games he just picks up the victory and yeah so I'm, I'm losing it with Roman Reigns here I, I'm I think I'm ready for him to uh, drop the title preferably to Kevin Owens but uh yeah that's how I, what I'm thinking Number one contenders, triple threat tag team match up next. We got Legato with Salino and Escobar versus Viking Raiders versus Hit Row. We got a nice springboard dive onto everybody by Legato. That was awesome. Thumbs up for that. 
Top dollar setting up for the big dive. He's getting the crowd all hyped up. And then he eats shit big time, bro. He barely, he doesn't even clear the ropes barely. Just wipes out, misses everything. It was a fucking disaster. But I am dying, man. It was so freaking funny. Like, the fact that he, like, slowed the match down, got everybody hyped up just so we can focus on him eating shit. Phenomenal. Michael Cole with the amazing call on that. He says, guess that's why he doesn't do that too often. Unbelievable, Michael. Thank you for that. Thumbs up. I'm dying even more right now. Even with that hilarious botch, Hit Row end up picking up the W here, and they are the number one contenders. Not Legato and not Viking Raiders. What the fuck is that decision? That's a, that's dumb. Um, yeah, Del Toro and Wilder of, of uh, Legato were fantastic in this match. The Raiders were looking good. Like, I really don't know why the Hit, hit Row won this match. They're by far the weakest team. Uh, and then there's fucking Hit Row, man. Like, just bad. Uh, bad performance tonight. I'm sorry. It was horrible. Uh, I feel the wrong team won this match, man. I, I should have been any other team but Hit Row. The ending botch really did hurt the match, man. Like, the crowd was, like, kind of just, yeah, they were out of it. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was going really good, too. Like, the match was good. Like, Gato and Viking Raiders were tearing it down. And, uh, yeah, way to go, top dollar. You fucked it up, bud. Uh, now we move on. Shayna and Ronda jump Raquel backstage. Uh, Raquel is supposed to compete in a gauntlet match next week. And uh, I guess the question is, will she be able to compete in that now? Because she was just attacked. Now we got the Usos. Sammy and Paul Heyman are here. They're in the ring. Oh, oh yeah. And I guess uh, Roman Reigns de- decided to show up this week. So uh, yeah, he's here too. Chicago acknowledges Roman Reigns uh, positively. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly a tad surprised that uh, he got a positive reception out of Chicago. It's a wrestling town. I thought maybe they would have gave him some booze because, honestly, he sucks uh, for the last few months now. Roman says they got a Kevin Owens problem, but he and um, D- Danny, who the hell's that? He and Sammy, I gotcha. He and Sammy are going to smash Kevin Owens and whoever his partner is going to be. Well, we're going to find out who his partner is going to be right now. We are blessed by the presence, by video, of John freaking Cena. Oh my goodness, I didn't see that one coming. Cena says he's got to keep his streak alive. He's had a match every single year for the past 20 years, and he's running out of time. He hasn't had a match in 2022 yet, so he says, I'm going to have a match. I'm going to be Kevin Owens' partner in two weeks, and... Fuck yeah. All right. Sounds good to me. Uh, John Cena, Kevin Owens. Interesting pairing. Uh, I look forward to it, honestly. Thumbs up. And that's it, baby. That's SmackDown. I enjoyed this episode of SmackDown. Uh, Yeah, the top dollar botch was absolutely brutal, but I don't know, man. It was so freaking funny that... I don't know, it was kind of good in a way, but oh my god, what a botch. Uh, Gunter and Ricochet, that was a great match. I want more of those two. That that would be that would be fantastic. But it looks like Braun Strowman's getting involved. I, I, I don't want that, but uh, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance, see how it goes. Uh, we got an awesome Christmas surprise with a visit from Cena Claus. Are you kidding me? That was awesome. Uh, pretty damn solid episode of SmackDown. I thought it was quite entertaining. Uh, six and a half out of ten. Pretty decent. Pretty decent. Right, let's finish it off with Rampage. They are in Dallas. Uh, Sammy Guevara with Ty Mello versus John Moxley. All right, kicking off Rampage yet again with a John Moxley match. Let's see how good this one is. 
Moxley had his earrings ripped out during the match, and his ear is bleeding all over the place. Freaking disgusting. Blood all over everything, man. It's literally everywhere. Mello and Sammy do their disgusting tongue-kissing thing, and they get blood all over each other. That's just freaking gross, man. That's so disgusting. Moxley is placed on a table, and Sammy nails a top-rope swanton bomb through the table. That was awesome. Thumbs up for that. Moxley locks in the choke. Sammy passes out, and Moxley wins. Wow, a uh, hell of an opening match again for Moxley and on Rampage. I, I really like this trend of kicking off Rampage with Moxley. Thumbs up for that. Match had everything going for it. It was stiff. There's blood. It was disgusting. It was it was stiff. It was good, man. Really great match. Eight out of ten. Then after Moxley calls out Hangman after the match, Paige runs down and a brawl starts, both men needing to be separated by tons of security, the whole gimmick, the gaga, oh the gaga, and as their rivalry uh, continues to heat up, so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to their match, that'll be good. Now we got FTR, they're cutting a promo in the ring, they uh, they sadly lost their Ring of Honor tag team titles at Final Battle in, a, in an absolutely amazing battle against the Briscoes, and uh, wow, that was a good one. Uh, it's fine, it's all good, they still have two tag team championships, so uh, they're, they, they, don't, they still have gold, they still got lots of gold. Dax apparently broke his ass bone during that match, he even shows us his ass, so thank you for that, thumbs up. They call out the ass boys, and um, they're going to have a match at some point, and top guys are out. Really good promo right here. Thumbs up. Moving on, got Britt Baker with Rebel and Jamie Hayter, my baby, versus Sky Blue. Oh, uh, Britt was uh, just way too much for Blue in this match. She gets her head stomped in by Britt. Baker picks up the pretty easy W right here. Match was okay. Baker locks in the lockjaw after the match. Akaru Shida runs down for the save. Shida and Hater talk shit. They get in each other's face. And uh, next week, uh, they will fight for the title, I believe. And that should be an absolute banger, man. Like, I know I say this a lot. I look forward to a lot of matches. But um, Hater versus Shida, yeah, that's without question on my radar. Radar That should be, like I said, that should be a banger. I'm, I'm hoping for that. That should be, uh, I'm thinking that should be in the three stars next week. I'm really hoping. Now we got Wardlow versus Exodus Prime. I don't know, is he Optimus Prime's brother or something? I don't know who this guy is, but interesting name. Prime gets absolutely demolished by the Powerbomb Symphony. Wardlow with the squash victory right here. Uh, meh, I mean the match wasn't really what it was about. Wardlow grabs the mic after. He wants Samoa Joe right now. We got a fun, There was a funny voice crack right there when Wardlow was screaming. I uh, I can't replicate it, but it was hilarious. When he said Dallas, he was like, Dallas! It was good. Joe responds. He says he ain't fighting in a gross freaking city like Dallas. Crowd goes fucking boo! They hate it. Joe says he's giving him an early Christmas present, though, by letting Wardlow live through Christmas, and they will fight on December 28th. So... There you go. A nice back-and-forth trash-talking segment. I liked it. Thumbs up, man. Joe is uh, back to his really intense self again. I'm really liking it. And now it is time for our main event. Eight-man tag team match. We got the best friends and Orange Cassidy and Dustin Rhodes, the hometown boy Dustin Rhodes, versus Butcher and Blade, Chris Sapien, and Trent Seven. All right. Let's get into this monster. Bunny and Ford come down for the distraction. The the best friends hug it out, and then they do a dual 
uh, dive not once, but twice. Very nice dives right there. Thumbs up for that. Dustin wants to be in on the diving action. He does a couple himself. The old guy getting in there. Thumbs up for that. Hausen and Orange pretend they get kicked in the nuts by Bunny and Ford. Brinsberg falls for it, and he ejects both the Bunny and Ford. That was a funny little spot right there. Thumbs up. Dustin, out of nowhere, hits a Canadian Destroyer on Kip Sapien, then sets him up, sets him up for the Shattered Dreams, but Orange goes for the funny Orange Kicks first. Fucking hilarious. Thumbs up again. Dustin then hits the Shattered Dreams when the ref ain't looking, and the good guys pick up the victory. Um, holy crap, that was a chaotic match. There was a lot of cooks in the kitchen here. Uh, lots of action, and very entertaining match. You know, I really like Dustin getting involved in there. Uh, if you don't know who Dustin Rhodes is, maybe you might remember him as Gold Dust back in the old days. But uh, yeah, he's still kicking, and honestly, he this may be one of his best runs, if not his best run, that he's had in his career his uh, AEW run that was was has been excellent especially early on when he was getting a uh, in a rivalry or or a feud or whatever a program with his brother Cody Rhodes that was really good shit anyway uh hometown boy Dustin Rhodes getting in some great spots like I said really nice touch thumbs up for that seven and a half out of ten that was a very good match and a good main event also, a good rampage. The opening and the ending matches were very good. And the middle matches, like the matches weren't really about anything, mostly squash matches, but it was mostly about adding more heat and storyline to the current rivalries and, and so on and so forth. But there was, it was well done. So I, I really enjoyed the show all throughout. Samoa Joe, man, like I said, really looks to be hitting his stride again. Uh, he's been on, he's been doing double duty, man. He's been really busy lately, and it looks like he's getting his legs, wrestling legs back underneath him. He's uh, an assassin on the mic. I've always loved Samoa Joe on the microphone. His ridiculous intensity, I, I'm really digging it. So uh, glad to see Samoa Joe back. He's one of my favorites. And uh, I hope they keep doing the opening with uh, of Rampage with Moxley versus whoever. I mean, this week we got him versus Sammy Guevara. Great, ma- great match. Last week we got Moxley versus uh, Takeshka. That was a match of the year candidate. Phenomenal match. So I really like that trend. Let's keep that going. If, if we start off Rampage every week with Moxley, it's going to be a good Rampage every single week. And I enjoyed this one as well. 7 out of 10. Good job, Rampage, as always. I just, I love that show, man. Just a fucking 50 minutes of pure no-fat action. Really good. Okay, let's get into the three stars of the week. And uh, gotta do some shout-outs here. So I'm gonna shout-out the Ring of Honor Final Battle pay-per-view. I did watch it. I just I was it just had too much on the plate this week to get a full review out on it. So I apologize for that, but I did watch it. And uh, I will acknowledge a one of the matches does make it into the three stars here, so I'll acknowledge it when I get to that. But definitely worth checking out that pay-per-view, man. If you haven't checked out Ring of Honor, uh, honestly, I've, I've, I've never watched much of Ring of Honor until it became, like, connected with AEW, so, um, but Ring of Honor is one of the most important wrestling companies ever, almost every major star that is a, as somebody today came through Ring of Honor, man, so I, I love that AEW is trying to, is keeping it alive and going, I would really like it to just have its own dedicated show again and just, you know, have it be its own thing instead of kind of mixing the the waters with AEW and yeah, but regardless, the show was really, really good. I highly recommend you go check it out. 
And uh, some other shout-outs. I got a shout-out. Ricochet versus Gunther, the Intercontinental Championship match on SmackDown. That was a great match. I love those two. Their chemistry is fantastic. I mean, Ricochet is is so talented in the ring, man. So very talented. And Gunther is just a beast, man. He'll fucking whoop your ass. And he... He sells it like he's whooping your ass because he's whooping your ass. And it's, it's I love watching it, man. So uh, go check that one out. It was really good. Sammy Guevara versus Moxley starting on Rampage. Again, just a really great match. Great way to start out Rampage. And then the eight-man tag team main event on Rampage. Also want to shout that out. Uh, I jo- enjoyed what they did with Dustin Rhodes, the hometown boy, giving him some reps. He looked good. And it was just a chaotic, fun eight-man tag team match. Really enjoyed it. All right. Let's get into the three stars. Starting off with the third star this week. Just going to tell you right now that I am including NXT Deadline in this. So, uh, third star is going to the Men's Iron Survivor match at NXT Deadline. I really enjoyed what they did with that match. The men did some really creative things, especially the Grayson Waller picking up the two quick pinfalls right at the beginning. And then at the end, uh, stealing a pin right at the end and then running around and excellent job they had axiom jumping off of the fucking penalty box great job really enjoyed that match i i um yeah i'm i'm in for the iron survivor matches i i look forward to more of them in the future second star of the week goes to chris jericho versus action and dreddy i mean wow one of the best debut matches i have ever seen if not the best I mean, wow, dude, this guy, like, literally Chris Jericho is the master at making stars, man, and and it looks like he just made another one, Uh, you gotta check this match out, just to see how insane the crowd goes for this guy, like, again, I don't know if this guy's a fucking hometown something, like, all I know is I don't know who the hell he was, and now I know who the hell he was, because they made this guy a star-making performance in this match, the crowd was electric, like, electric like i haven't seen a crowd that hot in a hot minute man it was impressive it was actually incredible amazing performance chris jericho just doing the job man he's he's made so many stars in aew and he's he is so good at you know he does not mind losing a match to make another star he he does that unselfishly he's amazing at it great job again chris jericho and an extra little shout out to chris jericho's tantrum after that match, he was flipping out in the backstage because he just lost to a nobody. I loved it. I honestly would love to see Chris Jericho in a gimmick where he just keeps losing. And he just keeps flipping out and getting angrier and angrier. And honestly, it would probably be the best gimmick he's ever done. Because Chris Jericho doesn't need to win matches, man. We're always going to love Chris Jericho. He's a bona fide first ballot Hall of Fame legend hall of famer everywhere he's been love the guy and i think that would be an amazing little like going a two-month losing spree and just fucking flipping out every week it would be amazing but again seriously go check out that match dude just and like wwe take notes on how to fucking introduce a new person like they had a debut this week on nxt and it was just bleh it was just like whatever they had scripts recently debuting and again like nah like watch how they debut this action andretti guy it's incredible and then first star of the week is going to the ring of honor uh final battle main event ftr versus the briscoes in a dog collar match for the ring of honor tag team championships 
Wow. What an absolute fucking war, dude. Literally, it's it's a match of the year candidate for me. It's it's making the list. Like I said last week, I was going to watch this pay-per-view and if anything what's like match of the year candidate candidates anything like that, I'm go- I'm going to add it into the mix because I don't know, a- a Ring of Honor is kind of hard to judge because it's kind of under the AEW umbrella, right? So, I don't know. I'm counting it. I watched that match. It was fucking incredible. What a ridiculously brutal match, man. Like, I, I'm not I'm not extremely familiar with the Briscoes, but I'm familiar with this rivalry of FTR versus the Briscoes. And damn, dude, the Briscoes are like a mixture of like LAX... Um, fuck, I just had their name. LAX... LAX, fuck, I just had their name. Where did it go? LAX and, and like, the Dudley Boys. Like, mix those two together, and you kind of got the Briscoes. They're a phenomenal tag team, man. The 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 bald-headed guy, he's a little psychopath. I, I really enjoy him. He's funny to watch. And, uh, yeah, man, that, that I have to give that my first star this week. It was it was a, just a fucking brutal match. You got to go check it out. Lots of blood in it, lots of blood. So if you don't like blood... Um, I guess don't watch it, but seriously, just go check out the pay-per-view. It was a really good time. Uh, some good matches on there as well. I didn't, I just wanted to sit back and kind of enjoy that pay-per-view. I didn't want to take notes and review it, whatnot. I just wanted to enjoy it, and I did, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed this week's recap. Next week, we'll be doing it again with another recap. I don't think, uh, today, uh, I believe it's actually happening right now as I record this, the... Um, tribute to the Troop Show. I don't know if I'm going to be watching that or not. I kind of got a busy day going on right here. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I don't think I'll be reviewing I doubt I'll be reviewing it because it's just kind of a, a special show. It doesn't usually have any storyline implications. It's just, it's just a tribute show for the troops. I mean, it's just... Yeah, it's, uh, it's something else. But regardless, I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening. You are troopers. You're awesome. If you're new here, welcome. And uh, make sure you check out the links down below. YouTube channel, Gamer GX Videos, playing video games over there. Every single day, there is a daily upload. Two uploads today on Saturday. So go over there and check yourself out. Some Uncharted 3 and Disco Elysium. Uh, literally, I have completed both of those games, so uh, they're just about to be wrapping up, and soon I'll be starting up uh, some new video games, so uh, be on the lookout on that YouTube channel for some new Let's Plays over there. I would love that. You can go check out Twitter, where I make the announcements for all the podcasts and, and YouTube announcements, anything like that. Great place for us to chat about the podcast, anything on here that you, that you didn't like, you disagreed about, something that you liked, you want to just chat about wrestling video games or hockey or anything like that hit me up on twitter or you can leave comments on the youtube page i will respond to you and we can be best friends and all that great stuff and and nerd out about wrestling and all the great stuff like that so that'll do it for me for this week thank you again for listening you guys are awesome and i will see you again sorry god damn it i will not see you you will hear from me again soon all right take it easy have a great weekend everyone